I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Welcome to Footy Prime Show with Dickie O'Forest and on the keyboards is Dan Wong. <laughs> Hey, by the way, did you read the uh, the four four two interview with Dickio this week? I did not. I haven't read it, but he sent me it through, so I need to read it. Yeah, he's no, it's, plugged, he's it's plugged good. The podcast as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, at the end, and he um, well, he, he didn't. What he did, he plugged it, but he said Danny also hosts a fully planned podcast with former Premier League player Craig Forrest. Doesn't mention Dan Wong. Doesn't mention Jeff. Cole, <laughs> fucking fuck! Show you a piece of shit. Yeah. You, you, you Did could, I actually say that though? You footy EPLers right stick it, together. But, oh, okay. Then. When he asked information about it, did he say, "Well, obviously James Sharman is, is part of it"? And listen, I've done that interview like a long time ago. <laughs> Do you really? Like, how, how long ago? back in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> but they talk about your music. Uh, that's actually, why. Music that's why I was a four four two. That's right. Yeah, yeah, not not four three three. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a hell of a magazine. Yeah, if a magazine came out now, a brand new football magazine, user formation, would it be a four three three? False nine. Full, yeah, the false nine. <laughs> no, I tell, I'm done with false nines. I'm like watching, watching Bobby Firmino's performance today. I'm done with false oh, nines. Let's not talk about Liverpool at the moment. Wow. I know it's a very touchy subject for you, Sean. But how about the actual league? How competitive, like. It's it's good, incredible. Yeah. It's it's irresponsible, is what it is. <laughs> in, in this time of a global pandemic, they should shut this thing down right now, and they should say, you know, we'll scrap this year and we'll start again fresh. And all this. Oh, true, I thought you meant it's a true red New Year champion. That means gonna, cool, right? You mean they're going to freeze the league right now? Yeah, just like do away with it. It's done. And give it to United. No, no, no. Just this this year, there's no champion ground. Remember last year when Liverpool uh, were in first place, I and all know, the United fans saying, yeah. "Oh, you should just cancel the season That's now." That's right. Yeah. Now those. So you're so you're willing to uh, cancel it all now? Completely. Forget about it. You're giving up on Liverpool's chances. He's like the after the last four performances. Yes. <laughs> He's like the Brescia president. Remember last year when Brescia were in relegation trouble? They got relegated. Actually. Yeah. What was the? Uh, he said, let's freeze the league. Uh, let's let's just call the league off uh, now <laughs> before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, four you see if they're going to fall months, for yeah. that. What no. was Klopp and uh, Deich? What do you think? What was that about? Yeah, they had a little bit of a 
in the in the tunnel. There yeah. was there was something that happened just before half time. It's Fabinho and um, Ashley Barnes. And Barnes I think it was. Wood. Yeah, yeah, it was one of them too. And, and Fabinho kicked out and, and probably should have got a red card for it. No, actually. it wasn't a red. You don't think so? But you see them given though. Yeah, if we're giving red cards for that, come on. Well. I know they're stupid. Oh, I, I give Sharman Sharman's that. He's a, but he was, a un, he, was, he, was un, he was unhappy during the game as well with uh, Pope, the goalkeeper. He was taking like five minutes to take so, goal kick. It was so slow. The clock was got, like he was biting and Daichi just folded Pope's his been arms. booked more than once on that. Well, they had before. 27 shots, right? Liverpool, 27. And and haven't scored now in, in four games. Listen, Arigi, yeah, Origi should have put that. He was one-on-one with a keeper. Yeah. No one around yeah. him. Smashes it against the bar. Hit the crossbar. City went through that a few weeks back. Yeah, they did. But they're bubbling now. They are. This time last they got to be thinking they're coming right, just slipping in there. At well, the right, right now it's United on 40 points and City on 38 with a game in hand, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Leicester's in third and 38. The Reds on 34. 55 points at this point last season they had. 55. That they're might 34. Well. They're 13 points clear. It just shows you and we spoke about this last year, Craig, how bad the other teams were, how disorganized the other teams in the league were last year. Liverpool were very good. Let's not take that away from them. But this year, like teams got their shit together. Well, so- you have Liverpool uh, are still struggling with one injury or two injuries. City but, have now, but, but not to start the season, though. It hasn't been a full campaign. No, but like Leicester... There's been three changeovers at the top of the league in the last two or three days. I know. It's Leicester are, are, are performing very, very well. They they absolutely took Chelsea to the cleaners the other day. Who do you want to see win it this year? Re- like Realistically, who would you like to see win it this year? Leicester. I'd like to see Brendan Rodgers do it. I think he's a fantastic manager. He's, I agree with he's you. He's done very, very well. Like, reading a bit of his story the other day. I think, it's Watford, I think it's Redding. honestly as big as them winning it the first time. I think this could be even harder, Craig. That's what I because, mean. <laughs> yeah. Like and last year and last time we were like, there's no way they're gonna win it. There's no way they're gonna win it. But this time we're kind of like they mm, could win it because yes. they've got a, a certain core of players there that have done it. So they know what it's like. But I think with Rogers, who I think is a much better coach than Ranieri, no disrespect to Ranieri. Ranieri took over the team from Pearson which was basically Pearson's group of players that he assembled and done a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. But I just, I think Brendan Rodgers is a fantastic coach that had a, had a little bit of a hard time at Liverpool. But perhaps, but I mean, he did a great job there as well. Yeah, though, he right? did they a came good second, job. they should have won one did. year, right? He did, yeah. And then, of course, the Celtic, he dominated. So he's a legitimate top manager, I think it's fair to say now, right? Don't you see? I, I think now what he's done at Leicester, I think that's where cements it. And I think he's getting a lot of respect that he deserves for it. They like, like it, but aren't they? You could, you could, you could have stayed at Celtic. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you're going to come first or second forever. If you're still there, would they still be what twenty-one yep. points behind Rangers? No, they would have done the ten in a row. They could have done twenty in a row. Yeah, with him in charge. But what I really like about the job he's done there, and it was really interesting. I don't know if you guys saw it, but the the Madison interview after the game. Great interview. Which was a, a a really good, honest, open interview from a football player because uh, yeah. we've spoken about it before. That normally, depending on who you're interviewing, you get a very grey interview. Like, yeah, game of two halves, uh, 
should have put the ball in the back of the net or not happy with the result. But he was very open. He was open with what Rodgers is like and putting demands on the players. If you're not working hard, that's foremost for the team, mm. then you're out of the team. So it was just refreshing to hear someone that like that. That was a really good interview, yeah. He's, he's auditioning for doing work after as oh, well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, walk into a job. Oh, <laughs> working on that, com- that company that, you know, that uh, took our jobs. Those ones, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the five letters. Yeah. Yeah, and they only have to so do it from, four, run it all from England. And, <laughs> an apostrophe in there, isn't And it? they'll have him on there. Well, yeah, he's great. like him a lot. <laughs> Steam piling. No, but you're right. Very rarely you get I – think, I think generally in football, as opposed to North American sports, um, you get more honest. Guys will dig out managers from time to time. Managers will dig out players. Yeah. You don't get that – it's almost like a. Maybe it's just something NBA you don't maybe, do. Maybe, don't you think? Even in the dressing rooms, I understand. Like in hockey, it's players do not talk back to coaches. Well, in fairness, in the hockey locker room, there's about four brain cells combined. <laughs> I was actually reading on the Athletic yesterday about Babcock and and uh, the rumors about him and a player. Marner. Was it Franson or? Well, Franson or? at Detroit, the bullying. Yeah. Yeah, apparently, like, really, really, uh, really, really bullying, yeah. And we'll back I, up to that very personally, too, because yeah. he actually uh, advocates anti-bullying campaigns and that. So he reached out, apparently, to Johan Franson, and nothing came of it, apparently, but who knows? I think I've got a pair of his the Bab socks on right now. Nice. Bab, Bab socks. socks? Remember Bab when they socks. first came Bab out? Socks. Really? I might. Yeah. He, uh... Look, you do. You actually do. But I that's interesting. What's that's the, amazing. What's the... Uh, <laughs> bad Great socks. Bad socks. We got to get pictures. A of guy that. came to the door and he says, we're doing this charity thing. Have you ever heard of these before? Yeah, I have, yeah. Okay. yeah. When he first came to the Leafs, it was, it was quite a big thing. Oh, okay. They're great socks. The nice socks, yeah. Yeah. Just holes in them. Shame he's on the side of it, but... <laughs> have you seen them before, Dan? I did, but yeah. I still didn't know they were for charity. I just yeah. thought they were more... Marketing to help old Mike. Mike, yeah. Mike. Oh, well, the, the guy enough. selling them at the door sold me on their charity, so I ended up buying because I needed socks. So I bought like eight pairs or something. Bridge in Florida? Did you buy a bridge in Florida too? From that, from <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I will be honest, my right sock here, I got a big hole in the right. my my toe right now is sticking out of I've it. I've got a massive hole in these thermal socks. So the thermal isn't that <laughs> useful right now. It's a huge hole. So speaking uh, of socks, by the way. I was going to say. Smith five Rowe, minutes on socks. Arsenal Smith Rowe. Yeah, he wears the Grealish socks right down halfway down his shin. Yeah. Looks amazing. I just love it. I love it. You do? Oh, yeah. If I was like, I, I tweeted this out, but if I had like any talent or work ethic and became a professional footballer, I would definitely have the half sock. Definitely. I think you'd Tiny be more shin like pads. the Oliver really? McBurney, though. <laughs> right, right down, like, <laughs> right yeah, down by the yeah. ankles. Ankles. When I played rugby, I had short, short socks down to my ankles. Do they wear shin pads in, in rugby? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you saying? Really? Maybe the hookers do. That's about it. The what? cup? The do you wear a cup? No. No. Let her loose. No, if you run with a cup for 80 minutes, man, that's going to rub. That's going to hurt. I agree. Right. Besides, in general, we have balls of steel. Right. Well, no cup in football, but hockey, you wear a cup because of the puck. Do any football right. football players like and football the stick. wear like and the stick. Wear, wear cups? They wear cups in American football. No, no you cup. don't really. No, because if you fall weird, yeah, you're gonna like cut. You're gonna just, just rupture it's something. Gone. Yeah, 
right? Yeah, I guess so. With that amount of force, that's like that's ridiculous. What do you make of the footballers now that last few years they they'll they'll pull the socks up past their knees? I hate it. I hate, hate it. it. I hate like my younger players doing it as well. There's no rules at TFC saying you don't do that, and not on my team. Not really. Like. It's... It's interesting. We're doing Zoom workouts at the moment with the teams because we can't Zumba workouts. Zoom workouts. <laughs> so we're doing like, a Zumba workout with these guys. Yeah, it's another app. I could see you doing a Zumba workout, Shams. <laughs> but uh, so we're we're doing the workouts and the boys are working. Whether it's like stationary work that we're just giving them to do, and I'm trying to watch while doing it with them as well. But there's a couple of the younguns that have got their hoods up while doing it. So I'm like, this is really edging away on me here. Do I stop the, the session? No. So I have a word with him at the end. So I said, hey, in front of everyone, I said, you know, that's what the uncle kids try to do to act cool. And they're like, what? Like wear their socks up over their knees and like hoods over the tops. So one of them said, yeah, but coach, I'm a hood man. So I was like, he's a hood man. Which I think in teenage and young person terminology means they're a bad man or a gangster so I said oh you're a hood man interesting so you're not a footballer because you're not acting like a footballer at the moment so he put his hood down and went okay that's a little bit better we're young professional players trying to be professional players here and I looked back on myself as a young 18 19 20 year old I went coach I would really hate you right now (laughs) what a dick but it had to be said yeah, because then the next Zoom call, the next team meeting we have, you got five or six guys with hoods on and thinking yeah. they're hood men. Is that what it is? Hood men is like gangster? Yeah, that's what they call themselves. I feel so it's from England that as well. Is it? Yeah. yeah. The thing is, you're kind of in a, you're in a position where you now look back on maybe a coach would have said something like back in the day, you know, yeah. acting up or something. But we had, so that's why I was interested in speaking about Babcock. All my coaches growing up were Mr. Babcock. Yes, they were him. Oh, you walk in with an earring on or like a hat on or your socks on one way, you felt the hairdryer treatment straight away. You never ever do that again. You wouldn't even speak to the coach in a bad way. But that doesn't make it right. No, it doesn't make it right. But it's just how we were brought up. How many? How many of your former teammates at whatever levels you you played at, you know, um, were broken by by a coach and, and never made it? where perhaps they, their talent should have led them because they were broken by a coach. Do you have examples? Can you remember? I got more examples of guys actually like like Frank Yellow was the biggest punch bag for Bobby Ferguson who took over after Bobby Robson. Was it awkward to watch it? Well, you see, I mean, I was see, I was still young then, right? Like I was 17, 18 during this time. So just watching it and then Frank was in the first team as a young 21 year old something like that and the abuse he took was it banter or was it abuse? no abuse yeah absolute abuse and what he just sat there and took it well he kind of yeah he did he kind of yeah he kind of had did to he, did he take it home with him though did oh well him? he had to it did yeah i mean we live we were living together me and frankie and yeah it was really hard on him and then terry butcher everybody remember that name for england fans anyway terry butcher said to him one day, Frankie, you're gonna have to stand up for yourself because you're gonna have to keep taking this shit. Like he's just battering you. So, one day, doing this session, 
bit of shadow, bit of practice session anyway. And Fergie's on the other side. Frank's right back. So he's, he's on the other side of Frank, opposite side of the field. So Frank puts one over the top of the defender into the corner. And Ferguson's like, stop, whoa, fucking, fucking Northern East. <laughs> stop, yallop, yallop, I wanted it to feet. I wanted it to feet. Okay, okay, so so <laughs> this continues on. So the game starts again. Frank gets the ball. He fucking, first time he gets, he pings one right in the fuck in the feet. No, I wanted it with the top. <laughs> I wanted Frank, it over the top. Could have no way of a stick or twist. Yeah, really. So then that's when Frank, that was Frank's moment when Terry, right? And Terry's right next to him, right? In this practice session. He's like, oh, okay, Bob, while you're at it, is there anything else? Everybody's like, <laughs> everybody's looked at Fergie and the fucking steam car started coming. He's like, hold on. He stops the game. Hold on. And everybody's like, watch him. And he's, he's walking over to where Frank, you know what, Yallop? I don't like you as a person. I don't like you as a player. I can't trust you. Your eyes are too close together. <laughs> Your eyes are too close together. <laughs> are they? Not really. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> really? I had sex with your mom. Oh, we just hammer him. So then, so then that's it. So <laughs> he finishes up with, so is there anything else, Frank, you want to add, right? One of them. And Frank's like, oh, no, no, no. He just goes, he just, as he's walking by, he just goes, thanks, Terry. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, like, I'll give you Anfield. <laughs> Ipswich Lou's back, you know, good players, Terry Butcher, blah, blah, blah. And it was, Terry Butcher reminds me of that because this happened. They lose 2-0, Ipswich, and Terry didn't have the best of games. Center back, made a couple mistakes, very uncharacteristic, great player in his day, right? stand-up guy comes in the dressing room lads hold my hand up it was my my fault I'll take responsibility for this no 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 fucking fergie jumps in no it's not and he's like, no no it is bob it's my fault but no no it's yellow's fault <laughs> so yeah and he, and he goes no 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 and he goes y- you know why because frankie he's afraid to pass you the ball no way. So yeah. he was passing the buck on Frankie, even yeah. though he wasn't involved in it. wasn't even his fault. Yeah. So it was constant. So Frank That's would personal. try. Yeah, it was personal. So Frank would try to get on the bus, on the coach, and make sure he had his back to Fergie, because if they, were, they lost, he would stand. If you were playing Liverpool or Newcastle, he would be at the back of the coach, hammering everybody all the way home. So Frank wanted to have his back to him because it'd be. Who right? left uh, the club first, Frank or? Um, no, Fergie. Did he? Yeah, yeah. And the weird thing is that that is when Frank moved to MLS and played for Tampa Bay Mutiny, and he was I think he was in Florida at the time. Bobby Ferguson years later gets a hold of Frank at the Mutiny, and he's on holiday, and he like to meet him. So Frank is like, oh, you know, Frank's such a great guy, right? Of course. So he goes to meet him and uh, says he was amazing. Went golfing with him. And and he actually, Frank, Frank says a story. He says there are only two of them golfing. And Fergie's standing over the golf ball. And every time he'd hit a drive, he'd be mumbling to himself. Right? And he said, after like fucking hole 10, Fergie stops and turns to Frank and goes, 
Would you quit, quit speaking or in my backswing? And Frank hasn't said a fucking word. He's like, it's him. It's him. He's talking to himself. He doesn't even realize it. That's, that's major problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Do you think, do you think yeah. Ferguson just thought that was the way to motivate Frank? Yeah. And I mean, Frank had a decent career, which yeah. maybe he was right. That's what I mean. Dalian Atkinson was when he was uh, made his debut at Ipswich. He was his manager, and he was like, you know, if the last thing he says about walking, you're getting, when he's going on the field is, if you let me down, you'll never play for me again. Jesus. Go enjoy it, my babies. It's the best time of your life. Like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that would it was, be- a, it was uh, There was a lot of reverse psychology back in those days. Yeah. Because and coming from Canada? Like, when I came over there, I dropped into that world? Oh, man. Because what you have to understand as well is that a lot of those guys who were head coaches grew up in, what, the 40s, 30s, under their parents, who were very, very strong, disciplined, <coughs> coming out of the probably war. military guys, or been in the, the the war of some to some extent. So th- that's the only way they, they they used to actual manage people. It wasn't yeah. actually coaching; it was managing people. Mm-hmm. There wasn't much tactics back in those days. Well, in the army, there isn't that much, you know, hugging and uh, putting an arm around shoulders, right? Even today, you know, these are young young people. Soldiers being being you know barked out orders from their superiors, yeah. and that if it's not bullying, it's pretty damn close. Yeah. That's how you motivate. That's how you get discipline. I'm not saying it's well, right, but that's military. But yeah, well, you see the sports, yeah, I mean, you see the, you, the, the you know it's very similar. Yeah, creating they think they're creating a a personality that's going to be you know weathered and strong and right? the Marines you know break because them down and build them with back all up those again. types of. Yeah. And, and I guess to a degree, there's certain people. If you can't handle it, you got five minutes. Yeah, you really be lucky to get through. <laughs> I remember. I remember coach <laughs> talking about Liverpool. A coach, one of my favorite ever coaches that played for Gary Megson at West Brom, <laughs> and uh, we're at Anfield, and me and Jason Roberts, uh, thankfully playing together because we. Always go and play one up front. Whatever the formation we played at home, we'd always play one up front at the big teams. So we go Arsenal, Man United, whoever it was, one up top. And it was either me or him up top. If you wanted to play really direct and like try and link off of uh, a platform, then I would play. If you wanted to play direct over the top, then Robbo would play because he was the faster player. But for some reason, we played with two up top at Anfield. So... We're five minutes into the game, and me and Robert are looking at each other. We can't get out of our half. Sammy Hoopia's got like a cigarette going like that. He's like, "How's it going, fellas?" And we're like, "Yeah, it's actually okay. Like, like we're going to get a touch in a minute." Yeah. And all Best I can in the house. <laughs> all I can hear from the sideline is, "Dekiao, Dekiao." So I'm going, "Oh, he started already." I looked at the clock, an uh, Anfield clock, and I'm going, "It's only six minutes gone." He's like, "Dekiao, Dekiao." You've got five, and he's holding his hand up. He said, You've got five minutes to start running. <laughs> so I looked at Sammy Hoopia, and Sammy's just kind of grinning at me, big, like, Scandinavian. To get the ball. And Robbo's pissing himself on the other side of him. He's going, what, What's he talking about? He's, I said, He's telling me to run. He's like, Run where? <laughs> I don't know. Like, where do you want me to run? 
So he kept going, five, you've got five. Going, we only started six minutes ago. What are you going to give me, nine, ten Were minutes? Were you the Frankie Yeller of, for Megson? Do you like having no, a dig at you? No, he didn't like many people. He had, like, favorites, two, two or three favorites, but he was just a mean person, very did he, dour uh, person. Did he take you off after five minutes? I think I got brought off at halftime. What's the earliest you were subbed off from? Halftime? Sorry? What's the earliest that you were subbed off? Halftime, yeah. Halftime? Is that yeah. embarrassing? If it's no, not, not really. I think the more embarrassing sub is if you've come on as a sub and then brought off. Right. It's right. never <laughs> happened to me, but I look it on TV. I yeah, go, that would just... be a, And I guess uh, it, it, at halftime, you can kind of stay in the room or at least kind of slink, yeah. you know, slink off to the, the, the stands, right? What I don't like now, and I was speaking to um, my wife about it, the other day when we were watching a game, she she doesn't like football, but she watches it because it's on 24-7 in my house. I don't like the managers bringing players on for the last 30 seconds of games. I think it's disrespectful. I know it's a tactic that they're using just to kill the game. But like, I think Chelsea the other day, no, Man United the other day bought on Matic. This is a international player that's played at the highest level, regardless if you're out the team or not. And you're bringing him on for thirty seconds. For you'd me, rather, that's disrespectful. You'd rather stay in, in the stands if you're him. I'd rather you not bring me off. I'd do my fitness afterwards, mm-hmm. but don't bring me on for thirty seconds. You can do that to a kid. You got kids on the bench. Yeah, but you're are you thinking more from a striker than you're thinking? Well, that's a you're coming on and it's another tick appearance that you're not going to score. You're not even going to shoot. No, nothing to do with that. I, I no? just think it's embarrassing that you're coming on for thirty seconds. The but it's totally done. a tactic, though, isn't it? it? It's a tactic to kill the game. Mourinho does it all the time. What if you're on 100 grand in appearance? (laughs) Hey, coach, put me on. Coach, coach, coach. No, you might touch the ball. (laughs) (laughs) You might lose us the game. We're 4-0 up, though, coach. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I don't like that tactic. So that was my my Megson story. You must have been brought on, though, letting games often, just to be from a defensive Uh, standpoint, set pieces. A lot. Especially, like, at Sunderland when I was an understudy to Niall Quinn. Like we'd, we'd come on Another after the last eight, eight minutes and come on for the last ten. Your size six four, six five. He was crazy. Yeah. He was big, right? Oh, He's a big yeah. boy, yeah. yeah. Big boy, super fella though. Yeah. Great guy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was one of those. He would, but he would still crush you. Yeah, but he was a, a ni- nice guy with a. Well, that brings. See, Danny's a, a really nice guy too, but you never. Well, when he's not biting you. Or reprimanding you yeah. on the soccer zoom. <laughs> on Zumba. Like, no, fuck that, you, coach. I, 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 got, I, got, I got the utmost respect for guys who can f- flip a switch and once they cross the line and super subs. No, from any any type of way, you know, walking on even you're starting, just being able to flip a switch and turn that on, that competitiveness. Yeah, right, and being then, a prick on the field, but a great guy off the field. Yeah. 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 Brings us to uh, that tweet by Dr. J. Yeah, he's talking about Spurs. He's saying that the Kane Son partnership is reminiscent of uh, Sunderland back in ninety nine two thousand with Phillips and uh, Nar Quinn. He says that uh, you know back in those days they were scoring all the goals, and and no one else was. Um, is it similar? Do you see the current Spurs team being so reliant on the, on those two to that ninety nine two thousand Sunderland team? The, the Spurs team are a very, very good team. The different level in quality. We were a team that got promoted from the championship and finished seventh and sixth in consecutive years. So Quinny and, and Kev were very, very good strikers. They they had a 
unbelievable um, understanding of how to play together. But we had a lot of other weapons in that team. We had two very, very good wingers. We had two very good fullbacks that basically got up and down the wings that provided the crosses for those two. We had a very, very good midfield as well. Um, and myself and Michael Bridges were basically the understudy to, to those two guys as well. Michael Bridges went on to, to have a fantastic career as well, playing for Leeds and Newcastle. So maybe Spurs are heavily reliant are heavily reliant on, on uh, those two because they are, in my eyes, probably the two best strikers in the world at the moment who can play together. Yeah, right. Not saying one of them is the best striker, but together... Best As a tandem, they're probably the best tandem at the moment. Well, they're, well, they're very broken. Sutton and Shearer, right? Yep. The Sutton SAS, and Shearer, yeah. SAS, remember that, that was massive back in the day. And they've already beaten their, their record for a season. There's how many games left. And we're just a past halfway. I mean, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Will the record stand, though, when they when they uh, resign the season to the scrap heap? He's pushing. He's pushing it. Oh my god! It ain't over yet. Wait, it ain't wait, over yet. Before we jump on to anything else, Jesus, Joe, just we amazing. have to congratulate Danny Dicchio. We do. Dicchio. 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 Si, señor. Si. Yeah, amazing. You wait for a license. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Well done, Deech. Yeah. Thank you. You proved us all wrong. For a fellow that left school at fifteen. Funny person. Got my masters in coaching. Yeah, dude. If you put on. Uh, a shirt, like a collared shirt, a blazer, a, a corduroy blazer with the elbows, wore those Mobster. glasses and Mobster. showed up on uh, at a campus, you could look like a professor nowadays. Thank oh, you. I wouldn't go that far. Thank you, Dan. I wouldn't go that I far. I respect that. No, I'm thinking like a, the, the muscle, some mob. He could also <laughs> look like that. We'll get him in Tassie's show as a... As a <laughs> so, so I thought you were going to say he would look the part. You for that, a, though, what, that gets you want now. So obviously opportunities could open up if you, if you, if you want them. Um, I mean, nowadays it's hard to get a job without that, isn't it? That's the yeah, top job. I mean, f- for sure, like a lot of avenues have opened up with the UEFA A license. But for me, it's just, I, I always say to myself that I want to try and, and take a course every year or every two years where I'm further educating myself. And two years ago, I did a, a sports management course. Okay, it was online with Columbia University, but that was really interesting to do something separate than just football um and the last two years i've been doing this the uefa a license so it was intriguing it was great going back to st george's in england seeing a lot of old uh ex guys that I used to play with uh, a lot of the assessors on the course were very very good guys and guys that i used to watch back when i was younger as well have you thought about doing an english course that would be difficult <laughs> for me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was Craig Spelling Forrest course. making fun. <laughs> what about that po- was Craig Forrest making fun of Daddy Dickio's reading. Podcasting yeah. 101. <laughs> you know, I, I, I say <laughs> that, that? And, you know, from somebody who uh, <clears throat> hasn't got grade 11 in English. <laughs> yeah, so what's next for you? I don't know. I was thinking that because, I mean, with this pandemic going on, there's, there's, there's obviously a lot of stuff that's been put on hold, but... I really feel that I want to push myself now to work at a professional level. I love working with younger professionals and helping them on that first step, coming from the academy or coming from school and then 
trying to help them understand what it takes. It's not just a, a give me when you get to that first stage. And, and Craig will tell you that's probably the hardest part is that first step into the professional ranks because a lot of guys fall by the wayside after the first year or two that it's not necessarily they're bad players, but they just don't have the right mindset or the right mm-hmm. guidance. So if I can help them in a way, then mm-hmm. I mean, every, every the club, year the PFA, the Professional Football Association, our union, would get a few hundred players that have been released. They're looking for clubs. And to your average guy, these are terrific football players. Yeah. It's interesting now because the boy at Leeds, uh, is it Jack Harrison? Jack Harrison? Sounds right, yep. Is that Leeds? So he was at, he he got released or he wasn't going to get a professional contract in England. So he came to school, university in the States. Did two years there, got drafted by New York City FC, who are owned by Manchester City. Did a year or so at New York City FC. Did well, got bought by Man City. And now he's still owned by Man City, but he's been on loan to Leeds for the last two years. So we're getting a lot of kids come over from Europe, especially England, that are now deciding, okay, it hasn't really worked out for me at the professional club I was at, a big Premier League club, but I have the quality to go further my education, still play football at a university in the States and maybe an avenue to MLS will open up for me. There's there's another two or three kids that got drafted today in the MLS draft. Yeah, draft from today. England. Did you watch it, Craig? So it's a different a different way. Yeah, I watched all of it. The draft, you mean? Oh yeah. He was drink he was drinking. You no, know, I draft. went there. I we me and Jerry Dobson did went we just get sent to the draft. We would do it. We'd broadcast it. Would you rather be drafted into the army? Than Remember, we were there for we were there for uh, is it Maurice Maurice Adu, right? Maurice Adu, that was the first year. Yeah. We were there when he Jerry interviewed him right after the little stage appearance. Where's Mo now? Is he even playing? No, he's doing work for. He's broadcasting. Is he's, he? he's doing one of the for US. Fox or yeah, I think it's yeah, it's okay. ESPN. Yeah. So it's interesting. So the draft back in the day, Craig, was like four or five rounds with a supplementary draft the next day or two with three or four rounds. Yeah, it was nuts. It's now down to two rounds and one supplementary draft, I think. Mm-hmm. In my eyes, the draft is going to dwindle down even more within five years or so because of the progress of the clubs and their academies. Yeah, Kids are still going to well, go to school. But even then, when they, they I, there was definitely a philosophy back then that they thought that the NCAA was going to play a big role in the development but it wasn't as much from a from a standpoint where these players play shorter seasons when they get into that it's a different environment they're not used to it it's a different world and and there's positives because we have a lot of boys and their parents and they think going to the ncaa is like a hoo-ha moment Mm -hmm. and my argument like you just said there craig is you want to be a professional footballer. You're going to play a three-month season when players that you've grown up here in the academy or other academies in, in the MLS are playing nine to ten months of the year. So you're losing seven months on them. You're not in a real 
football soccer environment at university. Yes, you're further you, you're, you're furthering your education. I get that, but you're telling me you want to be a professional footballer. Now there is some players that need to go to university to grow up. They have the talent, but their parents are very overpowering. They do everything for them. They need to grow up. They need to be responsible. Getting up at six, seven in the morning to go and do training, uh, get into classes, stuff like that. And I think that that helps in the long run with some players. But for the most part, I just don't see it. And that's my European head on me saying, no, if you want to be a professional footballer, mm-hmm. you need to stay in a professional environment. We provide your schooling and everything here that you need if you want to further your education. But if you really want to be a professional footballer, this is the environment to be in. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong going the the education route like at all. Like it's just Steve's got to – you know, that's but many of the guys that, that make that choice, they must deep down know, okay, you know, I, I probably won't make it as a professional footballer, but I can let this game give me an education. Mm-hmm. For that regard, it's, it's obviously worth yeah. it, right? Yeah. I mean, how many guys go down there thinking, I am going to be a professional footballer? Given the option, wouldn't they stick around with the club? I think, I would say 50%. Like, there's a kid two years ago, or three years ago we had, he was a decent centre-back, but when you gauge where certain players were at that time, at that certain age, compared to him, I didn't feel he was going to make it. He was a left-sided centre-back, decent physically, athletically. I just didn't think he had the football brain to make it at a professional thing. But he was offered a $250,000 scholarship to go to Duke. So it's a no-brainer to me. Take the education, go and play at a wonderful school down in the Carolinas, and maybe, maybe you develop somehow into being a professional player. Also, one of the better soccer schools. One of the better like, soccer it's schools. It's a top 10 yeah. soccer, lacrosse, and basketball school. So he's finished his schooling now. It didn't work out to be a pro, he didn't make it to the level, but he's now working in an accounting firm in Toronto. He's got a, a very, very good job. There's very few impact players coming through their draft, right? Very few. Very few, yeah. yeah. When was Carl Becker drafted? When was that? Ooh, Becker was around... 12? 2012? I think he was... Did you yeah. have him at all? He, we, I tried to... I got him into the TFC Academy for a couple of sessions with... Sigma, right? The other boy, Emery Welshman. Emery Welshman, Emery, Emery yeah, Welshman. yeah, of course. So we yeah. brought him in a couple of times. I spoke to Bobby at Sigma. Was Emery Sigma too? Yeah, Emery was, was Sigma it? as well. So um, Bobby was okay with them coming in for a couple of sessions. Um, but Kyle was going to Europe. He went to Crystal Palace, and Ian Holloway was the coach at the time. So I spoke to to um, Ollie on how he done, and he did really well at Crystal Palace. They wanted to maybe bring him in, but he didn't have a, a European passport. So uh, he came back, and he we, he we decided to draft him. He was, uh, was it first or second? Forget now. I think TFC traded up for him, didn't they? Well, yeah, I think I think we took him in with one of our first picks. Yeah, it was, it was really high up. He maybe 11 or 12. Was it that low? No, he wasn't, he wasn't, first, was he wasn't first pick. But now, I mean, that's an example, though. He came with um, very high regard, yeah. good player, and, and with complete respect to him and, and the CPL. He's in the CPL now. Now, if, if you told him back in you know, 2000, whenever it was, that you know, you'd be playing in the, in the Canadian Professional League, he might be disappointed. Yeah. Right. A good player, but not that level. Well, yet, he's, anyway. he, yeah, he's bounced around a little bit in the USL as well. Right. 
Um, I, I still think Carl is a, a very talented player. Um, he ju- he just didn't fit on certain teams that he played for, his style of play. And we've seen that with a lot of players lately. But you must adapt, right? A good player will adapt, won't they? A good player will adapt, but sometimes it's the players around him that don't really see his strengths as well, or they don't fit with his strengths. But he had a wonderful range of passing. He was very competitive. And I thought he could have stayed in the pro game, like the, the MLS game, for a little bit longer. Let's see here. So, uh, Carl Becker, let me get the... What year is that? Let's see here. Carl Becker, 2013. 13. Is he played for TFC in 2013. Uh, oh, way to go, Deach, on that. On your license. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it's a no, long, it's long road. It's a long process. It's a tough, tough uh, yeah. ticket. There's a lot of work. And, and with the pandemic as well, they, the assessors were meant to come over a couple of times, but they couldn't. So we had to do a lot of stuff through Zoom. I had to send a lot of coursework through. And you know what it's like. When, when you're not in a room with someone, they can't really see your personality. I met them twice when I was there for, I think it was for 21 days. So they know who I am. But when you're actually trying to present something, you want to be in the room. It's very different when you're totally. on a screen and you're talking to someone on a screen as well. But they were great with me, the staff, and really, really happy with, with the course. Becker was drafted third overall in 2013. Third. I knew it wasn't first, yeah. Yeah, high up there. Um, Wayne Rooney retired this week. And now he's the uh, the full-time gaffer at Derby. No more player manager. It's a bit sad how it's so kind of just kind of fizzled out his playing career, right? And he's done it the right way, I guess. He's, he's learned on the, on the job to become a manager. Still pretty early for him, mind you. But Derby-like giving inexperienced big names opportunities, right? But, uh, yeah, I feel a bit sad that he's got his career fizzled out. What makes this, it seems like, hey, being a general manager or a manager for a footy team and isn't, what else are guys doing? Well, no, but you can learn your trade perhaps in a lower league, perhaps, uh, you know, as an assistant for longer, you know, on a staff, not being given the main job. Frank Lampard came from Derby, now at Chelsea, and now... He's very much in the hot seat. You know, inexperience is really costing him at the moment. I'm not saying that'll be Rooney. And I hope he succeeds. I like Rooney. And actually, actually sounds like a manager when he talks now. He's come a long way, Wayne Rooney, I think, um, as a human being. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just felt so, so many, so many um, great players have these great retirement, that, that moment when they say farewell and they wave to the crowd and they speak to the crowd. And like the ones a, went to Derby. Like a Drew Brees moment? Oh, yeah. Well, they knew he he basically retired the night before, which yeah. is a weird thing to do. That puts a lot of pressure on yeah. every other player. You know, that, that like, was yeah, that was weird for me as well. I mean, Rooney did you didn't, feel that way? Rooney didn't have a, a swan song like game. Like my last game was basically in Colorado, and I didn't know it was going to be my last game. And that was kind that of was, like yours was a weird one too. Yeah, yeah like was, a sub yeah. appearance. But like Mo said, look, we got to get this done. We want to bring in Julian, and. I did, so it was your basically last game, over. Did you know your last game was your last game? No. You didn't know? No idea. No clue. So after the fact, they came in and said, hey. Yeah, we've we, got to we, get this done right retire. now. And that's when they kind of offered me the, the role and like further coaching um, opportunities. But it was, it was maybe it was better that way. I mean, we had a press conference and I had a, a, a great um, – Ovation with the fans. One game where they made a, a, a really nice banner. But every fucking game they give you ovation. <laughs> Twenty four minutes. But they in. made a really nice banner saying thank yeah, you. Yeah, really. But your last I would game. like to have played. I'd like to like. I don't know. It's weird. 
I think, I, I, yeah, I know what you're saying, you know, not knowing and it just happens. Because, I mean, retirement's tough for footballers, we know yeah. that. But it would have been nice to imagine to have that moment. Do you remember your last game, Craig? Professional game? Um. <laughs> <laughs> you can't remember last week. <laughs> yeah. My last professional game. And did you know it was your last game? Well, for Canada, it was I didn't know because it was a Confederations Cup playing uh, Cameroon. Would have been my last international. International That's before your last, yeah. obviously before your last club game. I don't really remember my my last. I think it was. I want to say Liverpool away. What a cracking game! Not bad. What was the scoreline? Do you remember? How many goals did you get? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't too bad, I don't Actually, think. Yeah, back in that year, I guess. No, yeah. But, but but you weren't aware it was your last game at the time? Cause no. You thought you'd be... All of a sudden, I had a lump on my nut. Yeah. 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 A little lump on a your nut. nut. <laughs> little lump on your nut. That you had to get taken Take off. off. Actually, not taken off. Take like what song is that? That's a seventy. It's not a song. Uh, thing, do, it? do it to me one more time, Captain and Tennille. Yeah, thank you. That was Britney Spears. Do it to me one more time. <laughs> Pretty sure it was. That was a different, different. Oh, uh, era. Yeah. No. Captain Tennille was hot back in the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shams, do you remember your last game for I, your dad? I, I do actually. At the time, I didn't know it was my last game. <laughs> My dad. Yeah. My last game was that charity was, game uh, that I played with Thomas you, Wells. Yeah, that was. Like, I couldn't fucking score past Craig. Me and Jimmy were trying our balls off to score. What was that? Oh, Jimmy, Where? yeah. When? Craig's last game at uh, Birchmount. D-Row testimonial or something it was. Yeah, it was... You couldn't, uh, beat, him. You couldn't beat him. No, I was trying. Like, I was really trying as well. <laughs> Jim, I was, to be fair, I was on fire. Were you? Yeah. I was on fire. And you were trying. Oh, like yeah. everyone, we're all the guys. Yeah, because he knew me and, and my Jimmy distribution was score. Like, I was he was laughing at stuff. Just, it was it was just happening. Doing cartwheels and goal. I was like, I hadn't touched the ball in five years. I was like on fire. Yeah. You, you Dunlop, Dan, Dunlop had a couple breakaways, but you know, I mean, I could have saved that with. <laughs> so you sat down by the post. Yeah, basically, <laughs> I let him fall over the ball, and then I would just pick it up. But Shams, can that's you when I learned how slow he really last was. Game ever? Yeah. I your, do actually, yeah. Your last rugby game. I do remember it, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Was it I, here? Did Canada? you play rugby in Canada? I played for years, yeah. I, yeah? 30, I was 30 in my last game. I played nice. for uh, Irish Canadians. Nice. And uh, it was pissing down rain. It was freezing cold. I was thinking, what the fuck am I doing <laughs> out here? I'm so done with this. My my missus at the time was my girlfriend. She, it was her first game she saw me play. I was terrible. As I generally was, <laughs> and uh, so your dad was right. He was right. Yeah, yeah. No, I just remember thinking. Uh, I'm, I'm looking up and seeing these guys in you know other. I'm a flanker. Other flankers, my opposite numbers, who I you know, often have to hit, and you know they're like six foot three, yeah. two ten, and and twenty, and they're wearing freaking shoulder pads and and scrum caps, and I'm thinking, I just I just can't do it. I had a couple of concussions prior to that, yeah. which kind of scared me off, and a neck thing, and I thought, ah. I don't need this anymore. I don't need this anymore. I'm gonna really try. I'm gonna really try broadcasting. I was broadcasting. That, I thought that's what Dish was talking about. Was your last day at Sportsnet? Did you, did you guys know it was your last day at Sportsnet? Uh, uh, yeah. we, we guessed. Yeah. yeah, we weren't. And were you all together for your last day at Sportsnet? Yeah, we must have been, right? Uh, yeah, we've been in because we we got canned in June, and it would have been. Pr- 
it would have been the last Premier League game of the season, yeah. right? Or the FA Cup or whatever. Okay, so you got let go in June and the last game's like May 15th or something like that? Around there, yeah. So we sat, you know, in uh, yeah. obscurity for You guys for were in purgatory for a Purgatory, yeah. 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 No, and then Sportsnet well. put out this, like, just an amazing... Um, you know, just effort montage, montage of all of our careers over the time at Sportsnet. <laughs> it was amazing. It was just, it was, you know, it was, it was hard. I was fighting back the tears. It was very emotional. Yeah, yeah. remember? It was oh. incredible. I'm glad you guys were feted like that. You guys deserved it after all those years. Yeah, thanks, mm. Dan. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. didn't even do that for Jerry, and Jerry worked there for sixty years. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it was longer. Jerry, I think Jerry Thompson's like <laughs> fucking a vampire, man. He doesn't, his hair doesn't move. Hey, Jerry he can timed still it golf. beautifully. Jerry, yeah. Jerry, to this day Jerry. will tell you, I did not know what was going to happen, but he's a smart dude. He must have seen the writing on the wall. He saw it and coming. he got out at just the right time, and I will always respect Jerry for that. Gave me a chance for a few years, but he got out at just the right time. I think he knew. Yeah. Dan, do you remember your last game? Your ever last competitive game? Last game competitive was uh, I had got kicked off the McGill football team. Was a shock? Was there an incident? It was a series of incidents. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't an incident. It was a series. Uh, a few allegations. <laughs> basically. He's uh, consistent. Yeah. I'm, I, it, it was always difficult for me to get me training. I... I felt like, look, I knew my, I didn't, wasn't going to play CFL or NFL. I didn't have any aspirations to, but I wanted to enjoy playing sports still. And football allowed me that. Third year, I was le- second on the team in tackles, tied for second. So really good season. Going into the fourth year, I was not doing great in school. So told them I'm not go showing up to spring camp. Spring camp doesn't really mean much but it's about everyone getting together before they go off on holiday yeah or this summer sorry work uh i graduate get a call from the coach and says you're off the team because i didn't go to spring camp said i didn't communicate it properly i was like all right call him a few more times going are you sure you want to kick me off the team i'm like second on the team in tackles let's because yeah we made our decision i'm like okay so then I sold beer in the stands during the football games. <laughs> we recognized. Did you really? Yeah, they. Randy Phillips was a Montreal Gazette scribe, and he goes, "Because we had just won the Vanier Cup, money of you went from number two in tackles to selling beer to number two selling beers too, <laughs> making more money that way. That's right. I wasn't. I wasn't on the Fantastic. field, but I was making a buck. I was making a bag of money at that point. Oh, he was the so beer, was, beer was, boy. He went right. from That's right. It was it was uh a dollar fifty a beer, three for four fifty. So you get every fifty cents whenever they order a third beer. You're killing it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So my next That's year, much better than, you know, playing football and no, being revered by absolutely. literally dozens of fans in yeah. my last game, all the females in the stands <laughs> and you know what? You probably did okay I there did too. Okay. Right? I did okay. Yeah, beer. Right? It's just a numbers game at that point. Well, the other thing people are like didn't you used to just last year you were on this field? Yes. We were watching you. I go, I know. It's yeah. crazy how things change. Oh, this year I'm injured. <laughs> this year I couldn't play. I never said that yeah. once. I never lied. I just said I. You should me, have. With, me and the coach had a disagreement. And I'm out in, and I told the story. One of the scribes from Montreal Gazette, Randy Phillips, said, 
I want to tell your story. And I go, I'm not, I don't want to do that while my friends are playing and all that kind of stuff. Then it kind of lost a bit of its story. It was lasted two weeks, you know, and that was about when they, when they were winning all the games without you. No. Uh, uh, yes, exactly. (laughs) Won a championship that year. The guys, the coaches now has got his name and his stand. Second most seconds, worst defensive team in the history of the league. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, that's one of the reasons. Um, That's right. And then I got, when my coach from uh, that had been coaching me had in the year that I didn't play, he had gone to another school and he said, "Hey, if you want to ever do another degree, come and do a degree at the at Concordia." So I went and played for a year at Concordia. Oh, because you had another year. I had two more. So you have to go. You can't go over in your last, your fourth or fifth year. You have to have two years left. And I didn't play my first year. Like I played one uh, game, and that didn't. I was no. I wasn't eligible. So I played. I played. Right. Actually, played two. That would suck if was, you played the game and, and you were. Yeah, it could, was, it could, right? Yes, yeah. but I didn't. I jumped on the field, played one play, didn't go near the ball. So they made like they said, "Hey, he didn't play a game this year." They kind of lucky. Yeah, lucky. So it gave me another year. I went and did another degree, and I played. Lost did you pass that degree? Uh, no. Started to. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. yeah. Was, You're yeah. a smart guy. There was oh, a well. series of events again. Yes, more incidents. <laughs> a series of events. So we lost the playoffs against Queens from Kingston. Concordia lost. We were five and two, ranked number six in the country. And you're playing each week at this point. Playing each week. Did yeah. you play your former team? Yeah, got it. My weird? first interception. Like I was, oh, yeah. I, I got an interception. I love to see this on film. Did, did like you this. high step past the coach? I did. I literally <laughs> did one of these. No, you didn't. I did. You gave it the you showboated right in I, front of them because right, I caught it right in front of them. I went I, like this and went. Did I did a bit of a loop? Did you have loop? that funny finger then? The one that sticks <laughs> no, out sideways. I didn't have one. the ninety degree finger yeah. the wrong way. Not at yet. That point. No, didn't. the shocker. The shocker wasn't around. Then. Really? <laughs> when did that come in? Because you were nearly that was your last year. No. Okay, but twenty three, twenty four, like playing basketball. This is all. Basketball. Oh, it's a basketball injury. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. a football injury. So there's. Queens versus Concordia. Queens have the weirdest nickname for their school. What are they called? Golden Gales. Yeah. Yeah. We played there like on a friendly Golden exhibition Gales game. Coronation like, Street. Yeah. It was like, what What the hell is this? Golden Gales. What is a Golden Gale? Is it a bird? It's a, yeah, I think it's a bird. Is it? Yeah. It is hard though playing against your, your former teammates. Very hard. Especially when you're actually... The current teammates. Yes. They were all my brothers. I liked it. They were all my friends. I liked it. Oh, I did too. Yeah. But it was, what I found weird was not the same celebration. Yeah. So uh, rugby, and we took this from rugby at McGill. You know how rugby all gets together after the game as pints? McGill started doing that for football. So I'd be drinking with guys from Ottawa U, Carleton, you know all the schools that we play in our in our division, and it was a lot of fun. We got there's a lot of camaraderie, and guys that you grew up playing against are all there, and it's it's a good time. He was the Italian that played for uh, West Ham. Yeah. Camaraderie. Exactly it. Did you guys? <laughs> Come on, they did it for cut, rugby. Cut did they ever do it for like? Did it ever become a thing for soccer? Where no, never. They just hate each other until I came here. Scumbags. And you and you'd like or dislike it? I had no idea what was going on in the MLS. So we'd play at a city like Columbus or Chicago, 
wherever we were, and then we'd go out, like, because our flight was home the next day. We'd go out. Cheaper. For something to eat, yeah, <laughs> and for a few drinks. And then suddenly, the other team were at the bar, and I'm like, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> and then the guys are like, no, like, I went to school with him, man. I went to university with that guy. Yeah, I, 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 I was traded from that team two weeks ago, so they're my boys. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Because that wouldn't work in in England. We why do you fuck sound? Why do you look like a white guy? Doing that accent, I don't know. That's the weirdest white guy accent I've ever seen. That was my white boy Rick American accent. <laughs> but that's true. Though. That's the reputation of football over over in England. No playing rugby and being in that world for so yeah. long. Footballers, oh Christ! They they after the game, you know, they're getting scraps in the parking lot. Yeah, you know, you know, they hate each other. Just club football, right? Rugby, you're in the bar having a few pints, and there'll be an occasional skirmish, but very rarely. It basically, that's that whistle blows. It's like, okay, that was great, yeah. that was fun. I want to hate you, I want to kill you I, for eighty minutes. I don't understand the rugby guys either. Maybe it's because like one so of my physical. really good friends in England is a big rugby player, and he still plays now. But I, I think it's because like it's, it's not trample on each other. Like, rugby isn't chippy like football, right? It's it's violent. It's physical. But you stood on someone's head and yeah, like but, but you ripped his speaking, ear off. There's you know there's indiscretions, but generally speaking, it's within the confines of the rules, and it's very physical, and you can you can kill people within the rules. But so then you're like, in the yeah. pub afterwards buying him a pint. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> no chance. I love that. Especially Someone's tried to rip to my buy, ear off. Who no ha- chance. Who has to buy the pint at like uh, the it, guy with one ear? It, it's a mess. Is it doesn't matter. Cauliflower. It doesn't matter. Really, in my experience. If you're the host, often the the, the home team would provide dinner for the away team. Right. Um, and then you do that, and then you sink them. Well, this going back to stepping on heads. <laughs> who did you hate? Was there any guy you just hated on the field? Hated. Yeah, I hate a lot of people. Okay, give me. <laughs> I can't. I can't narrow it down. Okay, give me. Actually, give me there. Give me the top five, top three. No, or five. I can't. Come on. There was a lot of guys like Robbie Savage. I used See, to hate there? Robbie Savage. I used to hate. Most guys hate Robbie Savage, though. Yeah. Yeah. There was so. Like, and but did anything change afterwards to go? Oh, he's not a bad guy. Like rugby, or is he still an asshole to you? Actually, I saw him in a nightclub once. Um down in London, I forgot what nightclub it was, but some guys had latched onto him and he was really scared. So he'd, he'd seen me and he'd come up to me and he says, can you help me out? Because I'm in a bit of trouble here. These like fans, I don't know where they were from, Chelsea or something. They were trying to get at him. And so I was like, no fucking chance. <laughs> He's like, but... I'm I'm with I'm like with one of your friends who used to play with I said, I don't give a fuck, Robbie. He says you go around acting like that on the football field, you gotta defend yourself off of it. Right. Because he he was hilarious. I thought he was gonna say, Okay, I got your back, buddy. I got your I actually told the three guys that were after him that he was in the toilet when we went for a piss. That's amazing. We must get Robbie Savage in the show. Fuck him. Fuck him. I like Robbie Savage. He's good. I like him in the media. But the thing, thing, and Craig mentioned this last week, (laughs) with footballers, it's not only the players that get out of trouble and don't like each other. It's fans as well. So fans are in pubs and bars and nightclubs. So if 
Like, if I was playing for Millwall and he was West Ham, and by any chance Millwall fans had seen me talking and having a little bit of a laugh with Craig, saying, oh, sorry, Craig, for stepping on your head in, in that game, and uh, can I buy you a pint? There would be three or four pint glasses being thrown at my head just for talking to him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So it's yeah. not just the players that don't like it, it's the fans. Well, how many, well, you said that, how many prefer, like clubs in London, was there 30? There's 30 32 clubs, yeah, but they're not all in the professional um, yeah. like ranks at the moment. Yeah. But like, I think on, on that map I sent you, it worked out. That was there incredible. There's a football club every 250,000 feet. There's a football club. Because there's so some so close to no, but that sounds like a long distance. That's what it says on this map. So I was kind of working out because I was just thinking about the big clubs in London. Yeah, not big clubs, but like yeah. either in Premier League, the Championship ones in the, League, in the actual because they had a lot of kind of non-league clubs there as well. League system. Yeah. So it was interesting because we spoke about that a couple yeah. of weeks ago yeah. with. How many clubs are in London? But yeah, was, well, I mean, how close they are to. I mean, QPR is not far from Chelsea and Fulham. Right? Fulham, yeah, very close, very close. And Fulham and Chelsea are right next to each other. Yeah. Was there ever a club that you would never join just because of your experiences with that club or reputation? No. No. Well, no, not at all. I mean, it just wasn't. It wasn't really. I never really thought about it. Like Millwall, if it came for you, you would have said, you wouldn't have. I never really thought about it. Wherever I was, I was just kind of like, okay. Just two clubs you're at, too, mind you, right? You're, you know, you're there. You're fortunate you're at clubs for a long time. Yeah. Each, on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> like. But with the clubs that you would have said, no. no what was the longest you were at a club for? The longest? Yeah. Was QPR when I was. Uh, well, forget age, about. Age of nine till I was 22. So that yeah. was my hometown club. Yeah. I mean, that's. That's and I hated Chelsea when I was younger. Yeah, but I say Chelsea was QPR's big rivalry. Yeah, but you like, wouldn't have said no to Chelsea. No, like because at the end of the day, like any guy that says I'm not going to play for that club, but they're going to pay you fifty grand a week, you're going to turn that down. But is it worth it? I mean, it doesn't happen often, but it has happened. A Spurs player going to Arsenal. Yeah. Sol Campbell. Being Sol the Campbell. Example, right. They're talking about Ericsson. I saw Ericsson. Going back. Yeah, I know. It hasn't worked out from it into Milan at all. But I mean, you're going to be a pariah. So when when we were at Sunderland, it was interesting you're saying this because Sunderland's rivals are Newcastle. And you talk about Millwall and West Ham hating each other. Sunderland, Newcastle absolutely hate each other, kill each other. It's like a real rivalry town. Newcastle is a bit bigger town than, than Sunderland. The affluent Newcastle fans. <laughs> That's right. So yeah. looking down on the Sunderland fans. <laughs> you guys are scum. <laughs> From the wrong part yeah. of the river. Yeah, but um, why are you? So, in my second year at Sunderland, we'd been promoted to the Premier League. No, sorry, we're still in Champions, but but that was the year we got promoted to the Premier League. Peter Reid signed Lee Clark. Lee Clark was like the new Gazza of Newcastle, born and bred Newcastle, black and white through and through, proper Geordie, Waii man, grin and everything. And it was treacherous, like Mo Johnston going from Celtic to Rangers. Lee Clark coming to Sunderland, and it was really tough for Lee Clark. And he handled it admirably. He, he was a fantastic player anyway, but it took him a long time to settle in. And 
he won over the Sunderland fans just purely on his performances. They hated him purely because he was a Geordie, he was a Mac. But with his performances, and Peter Reid did a really good job in managing it and making him captain, and fantastic, got us promoted. Yeah, but you got to be good, right? You to have win to those be fans good. over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really do. If you're not good, you could. Uh... Who was it? Nick Barnby, right? Came Everton to Liverpool, but I think there's a club in between. Was it Spurs, maybe? Yeah. Right. So but you know that it, was it, a it, tough one. You mean you think? people that dream about being a footballer too and then you say you, you get to that level or whatever and if you make a couple mistakes at the professional level it can make it can just oh yeah people hate you forever oh yeah they remember those mistakes not not all the, the good stuff yeah sign for the wrong club yeah no, some of it's out of your control that doesn't happen in other sports, though, does it? Like well, in no, hockey, it's, like it's, the it's Canadians and Leafs. No, but it's it's very rare that you get a trade between those two teams. The very Leafs rare. and the Canadians. No, there's been a few, but very it's very rare. John Cordick. That's before my time. Oh. Was that from from the Canadians to the Leafs or vice versa? Uh, I think he went Habs, yeah, Habs, yeah. and then he rode it up, got shot by the police or something like that. That's right, he was, isn't he? Was yeah, he shot yeah. by the police? Or was I he think so. But his head anyway. just kept getting bigger with all yeah. the roids. The roids. It's yeah. It looks like story. Sly Stallone. Sports yeah. is way more civilized <laughs> here. Yeah, it is. But I wonder if a young and, and French for the boy, most part in a good way, but. like young French Quebecy or like Montreal Canadiens fan grew up and he went through the o, is it OHL system? Is that uh, right? Yeah. Junior. CHL, yeah. but QMG. CHL, whatever Junior it is. A, the QMG. HCL or whatever. And then suddenly, like, he was in the draft to get picked by the Leafs and the Leafs pick him. Well, Eric Lindros um, should have been drafted by the Nordiques. Well, he was drafted by the Nordiques. Nordiques yeah. And his his family refused to go there. That's during the whole... Lindros from he Toronto. Refu- he refused to sign. He's which, from Toronto? Yeah. Yeah, but he refused to sign. So in the end, they traded They made a huge trade with... Um, Colorado. Yeah, and Joe Sackick was yep. involved, right? It was actually turned out so well for... They won, they well, won Cups was, of Colorado. Yeah, Forsberg was part of it, that's I think right. Sackick. That's right. Um, but they refused because of the whole, uh, you know, essentially his parents were Anglophiles. Like, yeah. like they, they, yeah. Besotted with, you know, yeah. very, very anti-Quebec, anti-French. I'm trying, I'm trying to think in football history, Craig, a player turning down a transfer when it's basically been done, like agreed by the two clubs. The difference in football is that the clubs can agree on a fee and and the player can basically say, no, I, I don't want to go to that club. Because the contract's voided, right? And then you can negotiate yeah, contract, a new contract. You can, like, they have to pay you up as well. But if you decide, no, I don't want to go up there. As far as they pay your contract out and then... So say if, say if um, I don't know, say if... Uh, Ronaldo wanted to leave Juve and he's got also Juve wanted to sell Ronaldo but he's got two years left on his contract but Ronaldo says no I'm really happy here and they're like no we want to sell you to Inter Miami he's like I don't want to go to Inter Miami so Juve will say well we've agreed on a deal they're going to pay 20 million whatever so he says okay well you pay me my two years contract up and then I get 10% or 15% of the 20 million transfer and then I might think about and it. your new contract with and your new contract so you're double yeah. dipping everything is negotiable when I first like came to sports say, oh, is it a percentage of you know you get a signing on bonus or just a percent it's all negotiable yeah when I came to uh, sports net I was being paid by the score 
and then they got bought by Sportsnet. But there was four months, I think it was four months, where I was getting paid by both. It was amazing. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. You double-ended? Double-dipped, yeah. You never yeah. said anything? No, they knew. They knew. They said, don't worry about it. Just, oh. you know, we know this is where it's, it's kind of complicated. Don't worry. We'll and that made you the and... most middle-class cl- <laughs> <middle laughs> paid. You're going to say, it wasn't quite <laughs> the same money as the Ronaldo situation. Yeah. <laughs> I was almost making the average of a Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I was making 36000 that year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Go get Double them, Charms. Go get them. Double dipping, like, You what? Do what? <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, sure. And he was a part-time dog walker as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Selling pies. <laughs> Dog walker pies, prostitute Windows, doors. <laughs> nice. You were talking about Inter Miami, yeah, though. Yeah. So, oh. what about uh Phil Neville? Big Phil. Big Phil leaving the England's women's team, going straight to his boy Bex wow. and into Miami. Another women's coach leaving the women's national team behind. Mm-hmm. He's worked. In, he's worked through the men's side of things before. He Everton, worked at Valencia. Yeah. Did Everton, he work at Everton or Man United under that Moyes? Was, that didn't go well. Because Everton, I think, as a did it at Valencia. No, no. I think. How many months did he last there? You know what? I think Phil stayed on. Gary got the sack, but Phil stayed on and helped the next coach for a right. little bit as well. Yeah, hmm. I'm sure he did at Valencia. We'll see. So it's a bit of a gamble, though. Forget what it's you a gamble from, because MLS is different to anywhere. There's so much. There's so many variables going on within the league for a head coach like you, you go into a job in Europe or wherever it is and you have a, a a knowledge of that team or the players within it and how the league is run there's not much difference if you go from the French to the Spanish to the English league you, you kind of know it's very similar but now you come to the MLS the draft happened today he must have been watching the draft going what is what GAM the... why are people yeah, trading a pick Gam. for GAM who's just 10 yeah, like yeah. remember when Hollett took off the Yeah, the, he had no idea. No it? idea. How is that even possible? Yeah. yeah. And I knew that wasn't gonna go well because I had him when he, he was my coach at Chelsea. I yeah. knew exactly what he did. Yeah. Nothing. Seriously. Nothing. Was he the worst coach you had? Like actual as far as We just played we just played small sided games. Craig, he do, he would never, do a little bit of you know did you ever Graham Ricks somebody? would do set pieces, huh? Did you ever hate somebody? Hate? I can't who see did, Craig King anyone? Can you? Who did you dislike the most? Player, you're talking Player. about players. Yeah. Anyone who gave you an elbow and they were looking for something? Oh, plenty of those guys. Ones in his room. It didn't make me hate. I didn't hate them for it. Yeah. I didn't. I'd do the same thing. I, I knew. I knew exactly what was coming because I knew what I would do if I was in their boat. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Exactly. Every angle of the ball, situation where they were coming, good chance. You're exposed. They it's know it. I know it. You know the deal. Yeah. It, it wasn't so much the dirty side of the game that you hate someone. It was more like the trash talking and yeah. guys giving it all the big and like guys yeah. like that I used to think. Yeah. Was there a code like, though? Was there a line that wasn't drawn as far as the, the yapping on the field or was anything? Up for grabs. There was a code, but there, there was guys that went over the code. There, there was one guy at Tranmere when we were playing for Sunderland. Um, he was he, oh, he was either was either Clint Hill or, or Morgan. One, they had two big centre halves that were big dodos back in those days, and we were playing them in the cup, and they wanted to get at Kev Phillips because he was our main goal scorer. 
so they started talking about his missus, his wife, how they've been, both been like banging her, and and his head went like he just couldn't couldn't focus. And I thought there's a there's a code here. You do not talk about family. Mm-hmm. Like you can talk as much as what you don't talk about family. Matarazzi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Matarazzi and Zidane's sister, or was it was it his sister? sister or, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a code. I'm sorry though. World Cup final. I don't care what they say. Yeah, it's true. If they actually knew my mother or my sister personally, and, if, or, or and if then they whore, said it, if she was a whore, yeah, like if they were married and divorced, and then they said it, I'd be that would that, that different. Yeah, but if you knew that your, your sister wasn't a whore, then who cares? And they don't even know them. It's like, yeah, like, what, what, are you, what are you trying to do? Get out of my skin here? Yeah, of course you are. Right? You laugh it off. Yeah, exactly. Like seriously, that was weakness. Right? Won it, lead a World Cup, so I'm not complaining. I mean, come on. Like that happened all the time, and that was what you're saying. I mean, that's that's really, I mean, that's extreme. Yeah. But yeah, you get it from the fans, though. Yeah, true. I mean, look, Beckham, the, the abuse that oh, guy took—they hung him up and everything, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, After the World Cup, there's no code in the uh, Footy Prime the podcast's WhatsApp group. <laughs> that's for sure. No code at all. <laughs> No. The dark web, <laughs> as we refer to it. Yeah. Uh, as I said, that should never be repeated. We should actually all have passwords for we that. Should. Oh. It's not I fear. If, I just fear if my daughter gets my phone at some point and just starts oh. scrolling, I'd be like, "Oh my god, dude! <laughs> you're calling child. They're calling child welfare. Yeah, probably. <laughs> She'll call it. My daddy's phone. <laughs> it's all fucked up. No, it's not that part. It's just, it's no, it's just the party when he says he doesn't love her part. That, that's uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the part when I'm considering leaving the house. Yeah, never coming back. Yeah, exactly. I got to get out of the house. I'm going to leave my family. One of those inner, inner dialogues that you actually yeah. write. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. the propane guys, is on right I need now. Some advice, guys. I've, I've emptied a propane bottle inside the house. I'm now leaving. <laughs> Light the wick. Were there ever teammates you despised? Like despised, and when they left, you were just so freaking happy they got transferred. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. All right, Beach. Who? What can you say? And it, they they weren't so much like because of their player or anything. Is because they were brown noses. And there's there's one thing I don't like in life is brown noses. I think there's about thirty five things. You yeah, don't yeah, it's like. true. But <laughs> <laughs> I hate that fucking yeah, guy because yeah. he's this. Yeah. I hate this there's guy. There's one thing out of my 50 one thing out of thirty five that you mentioned on this podcast alone. You hate that's exactly a brown noser. Brown I'm with you on that. A brown noser yeah. or Robbie yeah. Savage? You had brown noser? Not many. Oh, I despise him. Not many brown noses. Well, there did someone leave? Back to Sharm's question. There was a couple. Well. Well, what? When they left, who were their names when they left? Oh, I can't mention the names. Uh, can you mention a, a if they're scenario? Dead, no, can. It's fine. If they're dead. Yeah. You can't mention They're still alive. They? Still alive. Can you mention name speech? Uh? Can you mention a name? You mentioned Robbie Savage. Yeah, I don't think you'd know them, though. No? And actually, uh, a few of the clubs, they, I left before them. So. But does he do you often think about brown noses? I mean, I think about this. You know, I've, I've got no complaints. My career was fine. But there's people that I know in the business who are such fucking brown noses. Yeah. And I think if, if I was just half a bigger brown nose as that guy, I would probably still have a job. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. My, um, 
like I've had this conversation with my wife and she said, maybe you need to like loosen up a bit and just like <laughs> be a little bit more friendly with people. I'm like, no, I'm, I'd rather be fucking straight and I can look at myself in the mirror every day. She said, well, you might be out of a job one day. I'm like, well, I can look at myself in the mirror and... If you can afford a mirror. Yeah, it's broken in a scrap. Yeah, that, that, that crack right down the middle. In the winter, I can look in the ice. <laughs> yeah. Clear that snow off. Behind your yeah. starving children. In your little pop tent, living on Young and Bloor. <laughs> Me and Craig. By a traffic light. Yeah. I've so, got no regrets. Got no regrets. Yeah. So I, I, you know I, what, Deeds? We were honest, buddy. Honest. <laughs> Fuck you, Craig. <laughs> what are you looking at? Yeah, it's a, looking at you too. Yeah. yeah. The more the I don't even know what the moral of the story is. There's got to be one somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. What is the answer? I don't know. I can't. I can't. You know. I think uh, we do this show to all become self-aware. <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> Daddy, well, I don't hate a lot of things. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> everything. Yeah. There's all, three things he doesn't hate. We're sitting here, and JC can just handle. It's <laughs> uh, true. No, Deech, Deech likes honesty. Yeah, just, I don't know, it's like. He doesn't like honesty. cries for help from. <laughs> he doesn't like what? Cries for help from fellow professional footballers. This might be a cry for help. <laughs> Deech, is this a cry is, from is help it? for you? Yeah. Can you imagine oh. if like something happens and like, everybody's like, have you not been listening to your own podcast? <laughs> he's Deech has been, he's been screaming for help for months. <laughs> I'm just so have angry. He makes me angry. He doesn't like anything. <laughs> I'll be the big chief in the priory. Yeah. Oh. Except for his three-legged dog. <laughs> he likes his three-legged dog. Those put three. it in the basket, chief. <laughs> just put it in the basket. Those there three. Just put it in the basket, chief. Those three shoot guys. In the basket, chief. <laughs> put it in. Just shoot it. Right in the basket. One of the best films ever, by oh, the way. I'm going to watch that again. It's been a long yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, last time that's I watched really it, good. I bawled. Yeah. Did you? I... Friggin' balls. Why? Because you made fair front of the chief? No. I, All those years later? I'm okay it's with doing an impersonation. Bit close to home? Yeah. No. Yeah, there's different he, meanings of that film when you watch dude, it again. When he's got the chief got trying no to wake him up at the first, end. He's got no First Nations and he's got everything else. Yeah, I do. I got First Nations. You do? Do you? Yeah. Métis? You probably uh, got Métis as well. It would be in the 1780s. Someone, male or female, in my when family. When Craig was born. When Craig, <laughs> when Craig worked at Sportsnet. With Jerry. When he was popular with Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> when TV was just invented in when 1630, I think. Relevant. So 1780, yeah, so, someone nailed someone. Well, there's a, it says 100, uh, you know, 1780, someone was 100% indigenous from, you know, that area of I think New Brunswick. So really, yeah. So Mi'kmaq would be like the fish, the fisherman, uh, indigenous people. Mi'kmaq. Chances are yeah. she wasn't uh, the female, whoever wasn't probably. Yeah, you don't know. We're we're sl- we're uh, what was the word? Wait, what? Uh, that Australian lady and man, scrup- not scrupulous. 
you can't groupies. tell. Tumultuous? Tumultuous. Tumultuous is a word, yeah. When you can't tell if it's male or female, what tumultuous. <laughs> what they're thinking. What? what are you talking about? If they're up for something. Remember that Australian couple who just didn't... Inscrutable. Inscrutable. Right. What Australian couple? Yeah, what are you I, even talking about? Uh, we had, there was a story that I told on a couple podcasts ago. Was it? Yeah. About Australians? About a couple who thought I was inscrutable. Oh, yeah. that, that, yeah, right, right. okay. Yes, they didn't know yes. what you were, female or male? They never thought of what I was thinking. <laughs> they thought I was always going for their purse or... Mm-hmm. Were you, you going know. for their purse? No. Not until I was drunker or they were drunker. Someone had to be drunker if I'm going to go to a purse. Hey, one of the funny things I've seen over the last couple of days, because hate, I'm hating a lot at the moment, but the funniest thing I've seen, have you seen it? Uh, Doug Ford saying stay at home in like 20 different languages? Did you see it? Yeah. No. Oh, I, heard, I, heard it I heard it today on the radio. Please watch it. And he's trying to put so much emotion into it all. Oh, and man. Into like, how many different languages? Like, seriously? Like, no, we 20? didn't. Yeah. yeah. Really? Stay safe, does, stay home. He does like the strong ones at the beginning, like French, Italian, oh, yeah. Spanish. Then he goes into like Hindu, Hebrew. <laughs> and the line is stay safe, stay like, home, unless you work for me. In which case, do what the fuck you want. This reminds me of Boss what, Hog that's a, that's from Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> what was that? Reminds me of Boss Hog from Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> he lives near you. Isn't that Doug Ford area out in that Top area? Yeah, yeah. Yes, you heard. He's like five minutes. He lives near uh, one of my so one of my uh, children's school. Who's Roscoe Pico Train? Roscoe Pico Train. It's Jeff. That was the uh, <laughs> that was the uh, sister, the sheriff. Sister, yes, right. Sheriff, right. Scooter? No, Scooter was no, the uh, the uh, garage guy. Daisy. Barbara Ooh. Bach. No, something Bach. Bach. Her last name was Bach. Like a... I don't know why I like Daisy Duke, because I was very young, but I like Daisy Duke. It was the shorts. She won them very well. I thought she was very intelligent. Mm-hmm. She was the smartest. The boys weren't very... Charlie's cool. Angels back then, too. I, was, I remember I was like 14, and they had a car show at the... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Were there in cars British, when you were 14? In British Columbia. <laughs> Well, hang on. Anyway. This is before the railroad was the, made. Uh, the car is going to be there. The General Lee is going to be there at the car show, and so is she. And I stood there for I don't know how long, a long time, <laughs> to get her autograph. Did you get it? Did you get it? Yes. No Good way. Man. Yeah. Was she everything you hoped? No, she wasn't She wasn't as nice as, yeah. But she was wearing the Daisy Dukes, though. Yeah, but she was sitting down. Mm. But the photograph was her in the Daisy Duke shorts. Yeah. yeah. Do you have it still? No. No? I don't know where it is. <laughs> it's probably with my ball somewhere. Hey, I don't know where my ball is either. Charms and I were both going to say something. And were you going to say appropriate? And then luckily Craig went not right. Oh, oh you were going to mention my ball? You are going to mention my ball? Not the ball, no. Just what happened to the picture. And oh. Destroyed. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Just destroyed. <laughs> you don't know where the ball is? Should no. be in like West Ham's museum. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I think it was ended up some, hopefully some science kids or whatever. Chopping it up. Learning uh, how to save... Uh, Somebody else? Let's hope so. Yep. I hope. Hopefully that right? ball's got a legacy. That's my legacy. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. At the end of the day, what's your legacy? 
I help maybe cure cancer just in a very, 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 very small way. Yep. That could right? be you. Well, you Thanks. knew there was something wrong with your ball because um, it was a very small ball, as you just was it. No, very, no, no. There's I'm nothing just, wrong with my <laughs> ball no, no, size. Compared to Trevor Sinclair's, it was very small. Right. No, the lump, not the ball. <laughs> Imagine that. Like, I'm holding Trevor Sinclair's is like an orange, and it's like, he's like mine. He's like, it's like a peppercorn. <laughs> Definitely something wrong, Craig. For those yeah, that exactly. I have no idea <laughs> yeah. what we're talking about. Please yeah, listen to this Trevor Sinclair yeah. podcast interview. It's actually yeah. a very, very, very interesting conversation. And it involves Craig and Trevor cupping each other. Yeah. In the shower, right? No. Was it in the shower? No, it wasn't in the shower. He was sitting on the, uh, oh, the, the treatment bench in the middle of the right. dressing room. And Rupert, our massage therapist... Who is, who is married sight. to Lennox Lewis's mum. Right. Rupert was a legend. Unfortunately for Rupert, though, he was allergic to oil. That's why. So his freaking hands were like leather and like they were just cuts and like raw. And it's like, Rupert, what's, what's wrong with your hands? Like he's like, I'm in this deep Jamaican accent, I'm allergic to oil. What the fuck? Like, are you kidding me? So you're, in you? I mean, you're in the wrong profession, aren't you? You're in the wrong profession. No, he said he first, had it all the time. It's the first day at school, the massage therapy school. You get into all of that and you realize, Jesus Christ, I've got a terrible allergy. It, Wouldn't you at that point say, you know what? Not for me. Not a good idea. Or, maybe or new lube. Or Let's s- look at new lube. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what right. we did. And? He's fine. <laughs> Can you believe it? The you guy was like sixty-five oil, right? years of age. Coconut oil or something. I, was, I don't know what he was. It was, but there was something in just basic oils, that massage oils, that affected his hands, and and he was awesome. Like you remember having good massage therapists, right, or bad ones? Years that fella. You remember Rupert? Yeah, yeah. I bet David Gold and Sullivan have taken that oil away from him now, though. Oh yeah, he's back on the normal stuff. The hands. lads love Rupert. Like, yeah, he was. A, he came out on nights out. He was a mainstay, wasn't he, for a long time? Yeah, I remember there was a reserve game, and uh, Rupert was supposed to come to the reserve game, and uh, the first team lads were having a night out. So Rupert's out having the afternoon, but he has to get to the Swallow Hotel. You know, the Swallow, just off the M25, at a certain time to go to the reserve game. Well, lads are like, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, just say there's something wrong, say there's something wrong. He ends up phoning the bus, uh, the reserve coach, and says he can't make it. Something's popped up with the family. And the coach has <laughs> looked at his phone, he's like, why are you phoning from Frank Lampard's phone? Oh. Yeah, on the belly. So he's actually used Frank's phone because Frank's going, yeah, go on, go on, tell him there's something wrong, right? <laughs> he hasn't even thought that Frank's like, He's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he thought he was going to get fired. But the lads oh, love him yeah. so much. They're just yeah. like, Rupert, I mean, come no. on. Like, I mean, it is only the massage. Like, it's okay yeah. if he doesn't go with the Boys game. Boys look after people like that. But, and it was really the, you know, the lads and Frankie and those guys talked him into staying outright, not going to the game. Awesome. Well, on that note. Yeah. On Craig's ball, we should uh, say farewell for another week. FA Cup weekend, so no uh, no footy picks. No footy picks this week. Okay. But next week, 
Liverpool's up against it again. They're playing West Ham and then yeah. they're playing United actually this week yeah, in the cup. Yeah. West Ham, then I think it's Tottenham. West and West Tottenham, Ham's Tottenham, having a great season. Yeah, they sure really are. Well. Yep. Remember that we looked at the start of the season, opening game Newcastle at home, followed by City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Chelsea Spurs. Like it was just a we were like, oh cow, and then they lose to Newcastle, and now they're sitting like they've been fantastic. They Good really now everybody's like, oh right. Moyes is great. you know how football is yeah. fickle, eh? Exactly. Fickle business. Holy it shit, is. man. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for joining us once again, and we'll see you next week on Fully Prime, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in once more to Footy Prime, the podcast. What an episode it was. I fell asleep only thrice, but from what I could ascertain, it was a wonderful show. Daniel... Bravo, good man, Gregory, always beautiful of you, and Mr. Crust, a.k.a. Buttery Shaman, was just absolutely splendid. Ah, uh, the help, Mr. Wong, you earned your supper this evening. Please join us next week as we will speak of running men in muscles and jostling, etc., in world events things of that nature as you were now as always another sheriff even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.